All right, Krishna, everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today is Bhakti Wednesday. I hope that you guys have been enjoying the interview series that Ashley has been doing with one of her teachers, um, one of both of our teachers, really. I, I absolutely adore her as well, Rukmini Devi Dasi. Um, that's been a great series to follow. If you haven't been following that, be sure to check that out. Also, last week, I had uh, two of my mentors on for a talk about the Bhagavad Gita. I want to point you all to that upcoming class. If you go to the website bhaktiwise.com, two of my favorite people, my two of my favorite mentors in the bhakti tradition, uh, Loka and Vidarbha, are um, offering a 12-week online uh, webinar series on the Bhagavad Gita. It is an immersive program called Unlocking the Mysteries of the Bhagavad Gita. Click on the Study With Us tab at bhaktiwise.com. Uh, you can learn all about it. It starts March 15th, goes to May 31st. It's held on Tuesdays from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. The class is by donation, so you can just make a donation to attend. And uh, you can look through all of the classes that are being offered, the descriptions of what you'll be going through. There's optional lessons in mantra meditation uh, that you can take for free as well. So it's a great opportunity to dive deeper into bhakti yoga. If you like the bhakti content that I create, if you like the way I weave it into my content and on my channel, you will definitely love taking this class with them. Uh, we had a number of my students and uh, YouTube audience take it, the class with them last year and absolutely loved it. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Uh, who haven't taken it yet, tr check it out. So today we are going to continue on studying from the nectar of instruction. And uh, here it is, you can see it. And we are reading now the seventh text out of a total, I think it's of 11 uh, verses in this uh, short instructional manual on bhakti yoga. So here is the seventh text. The holy name, character, pastimes and activities of Krishna are all transcendentally sweet like sugar candy. Although the tongue of one afflicted by the jaundice of avidya, ignorance, cannot taste anything sweet, it is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting these sweet names every day, a natural relish awakens within the tongue, and the disease is gradually destroyed at the root. Beautiful verse. I'm going to read it one more time, and then we'll just kind of offer some thoughts and reflections. The holy name, character, pastimes, and activities of Krishna are all transcendentally sweet like sugar candy. So first of all, we've said this many times in other bhakti videos I've made, but simply talking about Krishna, which means talking about the Bhagavad Gita, talking about some of the famous things that Krishna said to Arjuna, looking at famous stories about Krishna from the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, talking about the philosophy of Krishna consciousness or bhakti yoga, any of these things. There is a way in which if you keep listening, and often what draws people in in the first place is this sweetness. There is this sweetness there. And um, one of the core characteristics of bhakti yoga is that this is, what, this is what we enjoy. It's not about austerity. This spiritual practice is about um, immersing ourselves in all of the sweetest, um, you know, and, and so often most humorous and fun and exciting emotional experiences of the divine. The idea behind this being that Krishna is not just abstract white light that we're going to go and merge into or some underlying all-pervading oneness or something like that, but that Krishna is personal, which does not mean only that Krishna is just a being, 
but that Krishna is about the experience of personal relationship with that being and with the being, that same beingness that is in all beings and all creation. So it's a relational paradigm. And the idea is that the more we start talking about this, the more we start recognizing that um, there's a, a, a playfulness in creation and that the soul relishes the opportunity to relate to other living beings in love and to relate to our divine source in love. We start talking about these things. We just notice it's sweet, right? Not sentimental, but sweet. Verse goes on to say, although the tongue of one afflicted by the jaundice of avidya, ignorance cannot taste anything sweet. It is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting these sweet names every day, a natural relish awakens within the tongue and the disease is gradually destroyed at the root. So when you, when you have jaundice, one of the characteristics of jaundice, and I didn't know this, but um, is that if you try to eat something sweet, it will actually taste bitter when you're affected by jaundice. And so this, you know, sort of literary metaphor is being used to describe our condition in this world. When we are living in the illusion of being alone and apart from our source, when we're alienated from our own nature, our own spirit soul, from the spirit soul of others, from the spirit soul that dwells in all the beings of creation, um, it's as though we can't recognize or taste uh, what is sweet because we have a kind of jaundice. And that jaundice is called avidya, which means ignorance. And it also means like not able to see, like, like almost like blindness. And so when we're affected by this, we can't see. And you probably know what this is like. You go about your life and there's some days where I think about this as a parent. There's some days where I really, I feel like I have little glimpses where I recognize my child is a little, a child of God. My wife is a child of God. I am a child of God. That when we recognize that, when there's a moment like that, it's so sweet. And it's like, ah, how, how can I forget this? I was thinking about this just recently as I had a surgery done. And when I came out of the surgery, I had this recognition of my own mortality that was really profound and a little scary, but it also made me realize like I'm a living spirit soul. And I go on after this body falls away and this ego and this, this identity that I've constructed. <clears throat> and what is really important is love, right? And how can I forget this? How is the taste in my mouth right now? It's so sweet thinking about the people that God has put in my life, uh, the things that I've been fortunate enough to study or learn about that are so uplifting. How is it that I forget about these things so regularly and that I can't recognize the, the, the bitterness in my mouth and, and, it, it, and it, it, to the point that it, I can't tell what's sweet and what's not, right? So this is something we deal with. And this verse says, isn't it amazing? that although everyone's suffering from jaundice and they can't really taste what's actually sweet and loving and tender, that if you simply carefully chant the names of God uh, in our tradition, that's the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, like that. And there's um, a video, by the way, in um, my archives, Easy Practices of Surrender Mantra Meditation. I, I talk all about mantra meditation. The best way to understand or bring bhakti into your life is to start a daily mantra meditation practice, which you could also learn to do if you take the class with two of my mentors on the Bhagavad Gita. Um, but if you create a practice where every day you're repeating the names of God, two things will happen. This is my experience anyway. One is that you'll taste sweetness. 
I mean, that's the best part is that you, these mantras, the names of God and repeating them and taking them in is like slowly starting to cure jaundice. So you can start to taste what is actually sweet again. And the, the loving connections that start to awaken in your life and, and so forth. Um, the second thing is that you also start to realize, you know, how hard hearted, uh, you are, at least I do. I'm like, wow, you know, I have a hard time staying in the vibration of love and staying in a space of tender, gentle, soft heartedness in mind and spirit and the way I move through the world. And the mantra awakens that capacity within me, but it also helps it. It's very humbling because it helps me recognize, oh, you know, I'm, I mean, it's easy to make ourselves feel like I'm a good person because I think about good things and I, I wish to do good things and I'm trying my best. And, and like, that's, that is a good thing. Most of us are trying really hard to be good people. And I think that's a good thing, but also, you know, trying to be good, isn't the same as dropping into the space of tender hearted, uh, gentle, um, you know, soulfulness, right? It's not the same. It's, it's okay to be good. I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to be good, but it's different when you drop into a space where you go, well, regardless if I can be good or not by my own effort, there's mercy, there's compassion, there's love. You remember everything that matters, like you're a little child again, you know, and you, you have that moment and you go, gosh, a lot of my life is spent in a place of hard hearted effort. You know, there's a lot of that and it, and it's, you know, it's just part of life, but the mantra will help you recognize the extent to which, you know, you're laboring with your existence rather than uh, gently opening the heart in each moment. And it does so by exposing you to sweetness, as well as exposing us to the hardness in our hearts. One of the stages of bhakti is called anarta navritti, where in the, in your chanting and you're starting to clear blocks in the heart to this gentle heartedness. So at any rate, just a few thoughts for the day. I hope that you find it helpful. Consider studying the Gita, consider mantra meditation, go back and listen to that video I made on mantra meditation and take it up. You know, I've, I've done my rounds for the day already today. And I have to tell you that my day is always better when I, when I, after my mantra uh, meditation is done, I'm just a little bit more open. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little bit uh, softer. So at any rate, I hope you have a beautiful day today. Um, and uh, we will be back next week for, I believe, the final interview in the series with Rukmini Devi Dasi. So stay, stay tuned for that. And, uh, and be sure to check out BhaktiWise.com for the upcoming Gita class. Okay, that's what I've got. Hare Krishna, everyone.